Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Gentleman who's been carrying out a protest that you may or may not have heard of. He's called Paul McConville. Paul, good morning. How are you doing? Frank, how are you? I'm, I'm very good, Paul. Paul, you've been protesting on behalf of people who would suffer from mental health difficulties in McGabry Jail, is that right? That's correct, yeah. Now just explain for those who aren't aware of what your protest is and why you're protesting, what the backdrop to it is, please, Paul. Well, my son, Daniel, he, he passed away in McGabry Prison on the 30th of August last year, 2018. And Daniel had ADHD and learning difficulties. He 22 and he's a mental age of a 16-year-old. And there's, uh, there's circumstances surrounding his death. There's a big investigation going on. But for, for the, what he called to know that there's more going on in the prison and there's no, there's no mental health, there's no mental health support in, in the prison at all. For the, the base, the prison officer, anybody can go online and just register. You don't need to have any qualifications at all. There's 12 weeks training and the 12 weeks training consists of opening and closing doors uh, de-escalating situations, the management of prisoners on a daily basis, and in that 12 weeks, there's no, there's nothing even to say there's any any mental health training or to be even sort of have any compassion for somebody with mental health problems. Do you believe you also... Do you do, do you believe your 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 son was in, was in the right place? He uh, he had been due in court with possession of cannabis. It's uh, for yeah. many for many people indeed. Anything to do with drugs is is yeah. is a no no. But there would also be people who would be listening who would be saying it's hardly the most serious of crimes when you consider what yeah. other people are in McGabry for. So cons- considering he had the health challenges and the developmental challenges yeah. that you were talking yeah, about correct. and he was charged with possession of, of cannabis do, do, do you feel he should have been in, in, in a place like McGabry if there's no mental health assistance even even a young man 22 years of age with no sort of no problems no sort of lear, no learning difficulties shouldn't be there but with Daniel because, because he, he was the sort of had the mental age of a 16 year old why? Why does it that the police arrest them and you know they're sort of they're out of control in the street and then they arrest them, lock them up, whether it's possession or disorderly, and then the judges look. The judges don't look at the bigger picture. You see, Frank, they just they look at what's on the charge sheet, and they think, oh right, this boy needs to be taught a lesson. You just put him inside and just hide him away from society, you know, and hopefully it'll go away and nobody will bother. When he was. Remanded in custody when he was sent down. What what did he say to you or to the, to the family? Was he was he fearful? You see, we that was the thing. We didn't see we didn't see him before before he went in because he was sort of he was living in his own place in in the Lurgan area, and me and his mother and the rest of the family live in the Forty Nine. So we didn't even see him. We, I didn't even know he was in there until his, his solicitor got in touch with me. Two weeks, two weeks after he, he sort of went inside, so he, we never even got talking to him. And then the sort of 
ringing the police, ringing the prison to tell the prison to give your phone number to pass it on. We don't pass phone numbers on. This is the attitude of the prison service. Uh, you to ring the family support team in Belfast, which is a voluntary organisation who has a an office in Belfast, and I rang them in the two months Daniel was in from June till till up until his death. I rang them in and he uh, was looking for to, to hand over the number. They were missed. They, they never got the call. Uh, there was nobody there, and then I found out after Daniel died. I got I, I sort of investigated more. That the girl that was on call at the time was she was off on she was in in the hospital for two weeks. She was out for two weeks. There was nobody there to back her up to sort of to stand in for her and take over. So how can you get how can you get messages into the prison to your loved ones when there's nobody there to carry the messages? And was there was there a, a breakdown of communication between you and Daniel on the on the outside? Because I'm just wondering if he was getting any psychological assistance before he went into jail, considering that he seemed to have challenges. You see, it was what he called when when you were getting appointments for him and then trying to sort of trying to get him, trying to find him, and sort of get him to the appointments was the problem. You know that this was a problem too on the outside. To try and get him to the sort of appointment, of course. To try and get him some help. But the the last time I seen him, we were sort of, you know, it was a sunny day, and we had we were sort of having the sort of me, him, and his younger brother. We had a good time, with a good day, and it was fun. And I'm glad that you know we had that time. But for for him to go in there and end up the way he did, and not even see him, and we didn't even see him before he died, it's it's destroying sort of. It is very sad. It's a reminder, indeed, of what prisoners are going through when there isn't the right mental health backup in the jails. And it's something that is being uh, discussed, indeed, right across the United Kingdom. Is your protest going to continue, Paul? I know you do stand outside the prison quite a bit, don't you? Well, Frank, for for what happened in that prison, and uh, I, I know what happened in that prison, and I can't talk about it because there's an investigation ongoing. There's 29 statements of prisoners and there's 27 statements of staff, and the ombudsman has said that that, that this, this is the biggest case where witnesses that a death and custody have had to be with. Okay, and of course we will wait for the outcome of that investigation. But in the meantime, will you continue your protest outside? Well, for me, for me to sort of know what happened in there and what happened to my son, for me to walk away from that prison and leave all them or young, vulnerable young men in there. I, I would be, you know, I'd be as bad. I'd be as bad as the ones that's looking after them. Okay, so you're going to continue to make your, your, your presence felt in what must be a very difficult way for you. I appreciate you explaining it to us, Paul, and uh, for, for coming on the radio. The Northern Ireland Prison Service have given us a statement. They say, the death of Daniel McConville was a tragedy, particularly for his family. The Director General and Governor of McGabry have met with Mr McConville on a number of occasions to listen to his issues. The Prison Service is fully cooperating with the Independent Prisoner Ombudsman investigation into the circumstances of Daniel's death. The Director General has also recently written to Mr McConville offering a further meeting. Unfortunately, he has declined that offer. Uh, Paul, thank you for speaking to us this morning. Um, are you consi- Sorry, are you considering taking up the order, or are you still determined not to not to meet the director general? Well, we we discussed that through the solicitors, and it was uh, it was they were putting proposals in place 
for this, this the so-called the assist me in my sort of protest and my vigil. There were more or less the proposals were more or less you know just just go away down the bottom of the road away out of sight you know and you can protest all you want. So I refused the proposals and I I told them that I didn't want to, to meet with them because there was no point because we already had the discussion through emails. So I left it at that. But just one more thing, Frank. Sorry before you go. Twenty-two suicides and eleven overdoses from 2007 in McGabry Prison, and that's not including death by natural causes. This is what the prison service are saying. That this is what they're saying: twenty-two suicides and eleven overdoses. So th that is an awful, an awful lot for to be what he called for a prison, and for the prison service and the Southeastern Trust to be looking for the, and, and caring for prisoners especially ones with mental health problems. There's a very strong argument, we've touched on this before on the programme, for mental health training and indeed for mental health assistance, mental health nurses uh, to be in the, the prisons, uh, much more so than is evident at this moment in time. Uh, Paul, uh, thank you. Thank you for that. Our thoughts with you indeed as you continue to grieve the loss of your son. If you're just joining us, uh, good morning. 02890 33105 Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 